Hi, this is Susie Pomerantz, leader and founder of the Leading Coaches Clubhouse, and I am really delighted to have with us today Shamika Bani for our Secrets of the Champions interview. And I want to share with you a little bit about Shama because she's a very special person. Not only has her business had a meteoric rise to success, which she'll tell us about in a little bit, but she runs a Dallas-based online marketing company called MarketingZen.com. And Business Week named her last year one of the top 25 under 25 entrepreneurs in North America. So you're going to hear in a few minutes how special this woman is. Um, She was named by Fast Company as the Master Millennial of the Universe and the Online Marketing Shaman, which just cracks me up. I would love to have titles like that. It makes you sound like a superhero. (laughs) She's the author of The Zen of Social Media Marketing And she's an actual real media maven as well. She's been on CBS and on Good Morning Texas, and she has her own TV show on Shama.TV. So welcome, Shama. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much. I mean, it's a very flattering introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's amazing how much you have accomplished in your your youth, um, and it'll be really exciting to watch what happens as you continue to to grow up. and I'm really interested to hear uh, your story about building your business. And tell us a little bit about your business and your secrets to success as you've built. <laughs> well, you know, it wasn't always um, like this, really, Susie. I wanted, when I finished graduate school, I um, applied for co- applied for a job with big companies, big consulting companies, only to be turned down because at that point they thought, no, there's no interest in social media our clients aren't really interested, this isn't going to go anywhere, um, and you know, and I felt otherwise, so I really kind of struck out on my own, and uh, then I had started getting clients, people were very interested in learning how to use online marketing and tools, and uh, I mean, really kind of delved into this world of online marketing from an academia standpoint to a practical, let's implement this standpoint. Um, and you know, I haven't looked back since, so it's it's definitely been a very rewarding career thus far. And it's it's interesting to see how important social media has become and how prevalent it has become. And I'm starting to see in the coaching industry that people are really starting to take to it. So, you are definitely vision visionary and onto something that social media is the wave of the future. Um, and so, what do you what would you advise top leading coaches? to do more of or less of around social media? What have you been seeing out there as people start to use social media more and it becomes more and more mainstream and your vision of what it was going to be is coming to reality? What would you advise business coaches? You know, the one thing I would say is, and here's what I'll start with, I'll say that it's not social media, I mean, the way it's changing and growing, I feel like people are really getting caught up in the... In, in getting excited because it's so new and it's a fun technology rather than really focusing on their basics. And so what I will say is while social media is certainly not optional, it does come last. And I think for business coaches especially, they need to realize that, that it's a great platform to amplify what they're doing, to get that message out there. But at the same time, you have to have your basics right. And you mean the basics of business building and um, yeah, like your business Exactly. Yeah. business model, your site, your scalability, your customer service, your own expertise, you know? Uh, I mean, social media is not a magic bullet, uh, but it is a great amplifier. That is so true. And I've seen people who have 
watched others on social media and I've gotten this question a lot as I've been visible on social media people are asking well how much money have you made from social media and I keep answering well indirectly there have been relationships created through social media that have led to revenue but don't go on to social media expecting that to be a money maker directly yeah, it's kind of like saying, you know, when you were, if you were, if you were networking, and if I said, oh, great, you're a business coach, here's a check for 50000 can you start tomorrow? <laughs> right. like, you know what, I mean, does that happen offline? Because oh, if that oh, does, I, I would love to meet that person that it happens to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it just, it, it's funny because we expect the online world and social media to somehow work uh, differently than the offline world. And it's true that it's more efficient in in, in, uh, in my perspective. It's definitely more cost efficient. It has a great ROI, but it is not instant. You know, one thing I will tell all our clients is online marketing is not a short-term thing. It's a long-term thing. And social media is, is right there. It is a long-term strategy. Right, and it's consistent with all of the basics of branding and marketing in general. It's just applied in an online vehicle. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So how did you get to where you are? Tell us a little bit of your story and maybe some key motivations or inspirations that you've found along the way. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I said, my story is like, I started in academia. I wanted to get a PhD in organizational communication when I finished my master's. And that's when social networking was really kind of, you know, uh, in its, I mean, still in its infancy, but that's when it was really kind of coming around. And I studied that. I was very interested, intrigued as to why people use social networking sites. And I wrote my thesis on that. I applied for jobs only to be rejected <laughs> by big companies who thought, no, this isn't really what we're looking for. Social media is not going to be anything or go anywhere. So I thought, oh, okay, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Silly them. I, well, I mean, I thought silly me, right? And I started my own company. Um, I mean, the things that I've done that I feel like have contributed to the success of the company, definitely, again, I mean, I am the, I am my own ultimate case study, you know, uh, for the company to have grown from one person, me, to now, well, we grow so fast, I lose track to 20 people now. You have uh, 20 people Two now. days ago, it was 18, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, we grow, we're growing at such a ridiculously fast rate, which I'm grateful for. But, you know, we did it complete through the social media, having a good message, you know, consistently amplifying that and uh, building relationships with people. I mean, one powerful technique out there, which I don't think that business coaches have really let that dawn upon them so much, is joint mentoring opportunities. You know, there are so many... Uh, coaches out there that do things that are very complementary to each other. Mm -hmm. In fact, most of the times I'll meet a coach and go, oh my God, that would fit so well about what, you know, what's, what someone else is doing, that it's a great place to find those people and connections and build that out and say, you know, great, I'm doing this. How do you know, let, how can we help each other? And I feel that human aspect still has not been leveraged as well as it could have been. And so what have you seen work with that sort of joint venturing? Are there models that you have seen work really well? Because I know that a lot of business coaches have tried different kinds of alliances or um, collaborations. And I think that it's clear in the community that there's a lot of possibility to do the kind of joint venturing you're talking about. But I think maybe there's a lack of know-how around how to structure it and how to make it work. So do you have you found anything that works in particular? 
Well, in terms of structuring, is a lot the, a lot of the stuff that works offline. Really making sure it's a win-win. You know, it's not so much a technology question as it is a strategy question. Mm-hmm. So it's about you know how do we make it a win-win? What you know how can I introduce you to my audience? What will we know? Let me be introduced to yours. I think the question becomes one: How do you seek these people out? And two, um, you know, what's considered okay etiquette, right? So to those two points, one, these people are everywhere. I mean, on Twitter, if you do a search, you will find them. If you do, you know, on Facebook groups, Facebook pages, there's, I mean, if there's groups, even with LinkedIn, you know, there's so many different types of groups where you'd find the people that you're wanting to connect with. And then honestly, it's as simple as sending people a message and not coming off as, um, you know, as as a scam artist. <laughs> I mean, if you can email someone and say, hi, I'm, you know, Coach Bob from Phoenix, Arizona, and I specialize in compensation coaching, and I see that you do, you know, uh, human resources type of coaching, and, you know, maybe there's places where, you know, we would be synergistic. I'd love to connect on the phone and see where this might lead. Guess what? Most people out there are just as eager to make something of social media from a business standpoint as you are. So the chances that someone's going to respond and say, great, yes, let's explore as long as you've made a good case for yourself are pretty high. Um, And I just, I mean, I I don't, again, people, I think, try to substitute technology. It's like saying, great, I've set up shop and now I'm going to sit here in my nice little profile or fan page and wait for people to come to me. And it just doesn't work that way. That's exactly right. And you raised a good point because a lot of times what I tell people social media is really is the best access to a telephone call that you can have. And that if you look at it as anything more than introductions to get you to a telephone call, then you're kind of missing the point. You know, you can reach out and create relationships on social media. But the idea is, and this is what I love about Twitter in particular, you can't cover a whole lot in 140 characters. So you kind of are forced to move it to a phone call to explore further. And that's really where connections and joint ventures and opportunities and possibilities can be explored. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So with um, with your company in particular, um, did you start out wanting to build this massive empire that's exploding with employees every day? I, mean, I, I think I spoke to you two weeks ago and you had 10 or 12 and now you have 20. So I'm curious about your business strategy or your overall model and what you're looking, where you're looking to take your company. Yeah, that's a really good question. So when we first started out, we did consulting, or I should say I did consulting, right? And like a lot of people do. And what I found, Susie, was a lot of people, for example, they would come to me and say, what should a good site look like? We talk about their online strategy. And then they would go to a web designer or web developer who did not understand online marketing. And they'd come back in frustration and say, what the heck? Shouldn't you just offer this service? So it was really kind of a backlash from our initial clients who kind of said, you know, I really need a full service solution. And that kept coming up over and over. And I thought, okay, you know what? That's that's what people are looking for. So it's really come from this my need and our clients' need and their responses to say, we want a one-stop shop. We don't want to go to 10 different designers. Um, you know, we want one company, one person we can rely on and connect with and really kind of build that relationship. And so... Uh, to answer your question, no, I hadn't envisioned our company growing as it has. That being said, I don't think I ever limited it either in terms of, I, I don't think I ever said to myself, okay, I want to hit 10 and then we stop. You know, I've always thought as long as we're doing, we're providing a service and as long as there's, there are clients out there who want to work, who doesn't need us, we'll keep doing it. And it just seems like 
more and more people are waking up and realizing how powerful online marketing is. And uh, I mean, it's it's been great. I mean, we've uh, you know we've been so blessed, and uh, and and we feel so grateful that we've grown so fast. But really, that's kind of been the key: is saying listening to client demand and saying what are people asking for. And what we, I mean, recently what we've also started doing is we've partnered with other coaches and consultants who maybe don't offer implementation services, but use us as kind of a back end. Um, and so we white label our services so they can continue to work with, you know, their client that they have a partnership with and yet provide them with, you know, maybe more implementation services or just more comprehensive services in general. And so, so with the services that you've expanded into that have come from requests from customers how do you how have you gone about determining what kind of talent you were going to hire how you were going to go about hiring that person how did you make the growth decisions in terms of the financial models you know, it, it, all of these are points at which i know entrepreneurs often get stuck or don't move ahead and i'm i want to get at your mindsets or your thought process or what encouraged you to go ahead and take the leap and find the talent and expand the services and and grow as you've been growing and and how do you how do you manage all of that right i mean you know, I'll, I'll answer your second part of your question first, saying that, you know, it's the way I manage it is because I have a lot of family support. So I've, you know, I've, I've got a lot of people who are, uh, who handle a lot of my stuff for me. <laughs> uh, so that definitely helps. So I don't have a lot of obligations on a personal and I don't have kids. I have a dog, you know, uh, and I, I think that does make things easier. But I will say it's, you know, the decision to say, do we expand or do we stay the same? It's funny because I think for every person, if they're growing at a certain level, it's never a long term. It needs to be made fairly quickly. So I think for me, it was at a point where I thought, okay, at this point, I either limit the clients I take, A, you know, I really raise the prices. So I'm working with a very few people. Three, I continue to find partners I can team up with, essentially, who can implement some of these things. And, um, you know, option and the last option was we can I continue to add more people in house and we continue to build a company. And, um, you know, the, when I kind of really looked at those options, it made a lot of sense for me to just go with the last option because of how fast we were growing and how much our clients really wanted that from us. So, um, I mean, it really was a decision to kind of say, you know, what are our options? How do we want to proceed? And then once I'd seen kind of what was there, I you know, went full fledged ahead. I think a lot of people translate also revenue into profits, or say, okay, if if someone's making you know rev a great revenue, then they must be personally doing so well. Yeah, I, I don't think that's it. I mean, for the longest time, uh, I didn't even take a salary home because I was investing everything back in the company, hiring more people, and investing in training and people. Like those are the two things I'd say you should invest in if you're building a business. Invest in training because that's there's just no other way around it. I mean, the better you are at your craft, at your skill set, I mean, your company is really going to be, especially for, for the coaching industry, that's your basis. And so that's one thing I, I never look back on is I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly looking for more mentors. I'm constantly uh, training myself and the company. I mean, the, we're very big on that. And then good people, you know, investing in talented people who are going to treat the company like their own and put it before, you know, their own um, 
their own needs and wants. I mean, it's a very, very powerful, a powerful process. And where have you found the people that you have hired? Are they people that you've found through personal relationships or through ads or through social media? How have you gone about finding the talent? That's a great question. I mean, my initial employees were just people that I, one, um, I mean, that I had connected with on social media. And it's social media has played a big part. I mean, whenever there's a job opening, we blast it out on Facebook. We have it on our blog. So I always look at my networks first. Um, you know, we also put out some ads there, specifically using Craigslist for some of our positions. But it's funny because the positions were actually ended up being filled by people within the social media circle. So, um, you know, while we've utilized other techniques, it's amazing. I mean, I get at least a call a week where people want to work with us and are just waiting for the next opportunity to open up. So I, I think that's, kind of, I mean, it's a good place to be when people are sending you the resume and going, I really, really want to work with you. And how much of that is just the power of your personality as opposed to the rest of the team? Because you're really the face of the company. Yeah, and you know, I, I've kept it that way in, in the sense of um, I have two brands. I've got the Marketing Zen Group, which I'm the president of, but there's also Shoma TV, and that's a pretty big brand, you know, and, and that's my personal brand and my book and things like that. But I, you know, in terms of personality, I don't know because to be completely honest with you, Susie, I've never considered myself to be, um, what's the right word? I've never considered my personality to be outlandish or extreme, you know? I'm not a Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm not, um, I mean, some of the people that I think of, they have very colorful personalities. And I've never seen my personality as extremely colorful. I, I think, on the contrary, I'm probably quite a boring person. Um, no. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I am, just because, you know, I don't have any, um, I don't, I mean, I'm pretty... I think I'm pretty great when you compare personalities in terms of other people in the media field. But what I will say is that I've worked very hard in building my expertise and consistently putting value out there. And I think that anybody can do. I don't think it's so much your personality, but what do you have to offer and what do you feel most comfortable in what format do you feel most comfortable offering that? Yeah, and one of the things that I think has been very um, attractive about your personality, and at least I think what drew me to you in the first place was your your authenticity and your approachability. And I think someone like a Gary Vaynerchuk, of course, is very colorful. I don't consider him to be particularly approachable, um, although I'm not much of a wine lover. So maybe if I were interested <laughs> in this topic, I would consider him more approachable. But um, but I do think that there is a lot to be said, and I think your effectiveness around being very authentic and very approachable and very real, I think that would translate very well to top business coaches who are looking to expand to the next level and thinking that maybe there's something that has to be sacrificed or there's something I'd have to give up to grow into a bigger business beyond myself or beyond this small team of um, of virtual contractors that I employ now. So. Um, so it's inspiring to see that you that you're able to keep your authenticity while you grow, and that you're you're basically very much walking your talk around leveraging the online world to grow your business. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, like I said, we're a case study. You know, what I find amazing, like, so here's a really funny example, right? I was speaking to a group of people, and one guy, very, I mean, all honestly, asked, "How do I know, you know, if?" if someone who's offering me social media marketing services 
it knows what they're doing because I get all these calls all the time saying they can help me with Facebook and Twitter. And I thought, hold on just a second. These are people who are talking about social media and online marketing, yet they're cold calling you. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, what did I miss? <laughs> yeah, that's a great and I point. That second it kind of dawned on him too, where he was like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think it's really important that people walk their talk. And so, um, I don't. I mean, I, I do my best to to do that. Nothing that you know, we're, uh, no one's perfect by any means. But I, I think all these things and being transparent and being yourself, right? Because I know that people hear that, but they don't think that they as themselves are that exciting. Uh, and I know because I was one of those people. So when I tell you know when I talk to coaches and things, and I say you know really leverage your personality. That is your business. That is your brand. People will give me these funny looks and like, no, no, I don't have that kind of personality. And I'm like, I don't know what that means to have that kind of personality. I think it's so much about being yourself, offering value and, you know, being helpful. Like these are all the things that your mom taught you that you probably do offline, but you just don't think about online. That's a great point. So if you if you had to give um, one of your favorite tools or a favorite model or a favorite strategy that might help other coaches to grow their business, what would you point us to look at? You know, there's a lot of stuff that I like out there. Uh, one thing that I will tell coaches and then just kind of a, a, a good model, I think, in general, and this is not so much a model as more a philosophy, but I think it's a good philosophy is to learn to be an editor at heart, right? And what, yeah, what I mean by that is a lot of coaches, especially coaches, get so stuck in perfectionism. I think that's one thing. I've always been an editor. I've never been afraid of trying new things and taking chances. We've changed our company name like three times, you know? Uh, And some people are like, oh, why would you do that? And I'm like, because I know that the world can catch up and because we need to. So uh, yeah, not only have you changed your company name, but you changed your personal name when you got married last year, right? I did, I did, and there was <laughs> feedback on that, unsolicited as it was, you know. <laughs> but you know, it just you've got to you've got to be an editor. Um, people I know for years, like people will take two years for their website, and I'll say, why isn't your website up? You know, it's not there yet, and I don't even know what there means because by the time you get it done, guess what? That there, your level of there just moved up two notches. Ah, good point. Right? So, you know, uh, it's so just... get it out there. Don't wait for it to be perfect. Don't wait to get your ducks in a row. Just try it, and if it works, great. If not, try something else. Exactly. I mean, really, you know, edit, edit, re-edit, and, and I mean, conti- if you really become an editor at heart where you're looking at things and you're going... I'm going to continuously strive for, um, you know, so for example, Alan Weiss. Are you familiar with Alan Weiss? Yes, he's a consult- millionaire consultant, something yes. like that. Yes, and I'm a big fan of a lot of Alan's work. I mean, I think he's an excellent writer and he's got, he makes some excellent points. His latest book is called Thrive and I've been reading it and I like it so much because I think it makes the same point. It says, you know, go aim for success, not for perfection, essentially. And I think that's so true. So I think for coaches, you really have to say, you know what, I'm going to continuously give this my best shot and I'm not going to wait until I have it perfect because in today's day and age with technology, that level of perfection always keeps changing. It's very true. It's very true. So you're 
you're basically looking to what's the next thing I want to do as opposed to looking at, you know, mm -hmm. what's a five-year or 10-year strategy because, uh, you know, I'm guessing that technology is changing so fast these days that even if you were to create a five- or 10-year strategy, it would be outdated by the technology as it twists and turns and evolves. Yep. <laughs> so what, if you had to leave us with an action step or something that you would recommend that we go do, um, in order to take our businesses to the next level, you know, some of the coaches in this community are very sophisticated, have very successful businesses already. How could they leverage online marketing to go to the next level, whatever that might be for them? Right. I mean, first thing I would do, Susie, and I say this because I've seen these coaches, is make sure your website rocks. And I don't mean looks good. I don't mean looks decent. I don't mean, you know, yes, I mean, people don't complain. I'm saying make sure it looks great because that is your online office. That's your perception. Um, you know, make sure you have a content strategy, right? Content is so important because it, it continuously builds your expertise. You're building value. You're sharing something that's important in the world. Uh, I mean, so have a content strategy and make sure that you're really doing that on your website and your own platform. Then look at social media and amplifying that and, you know, directing that out. Oh, that's great. So, um, so where could people go to learn more about you? Um, where, where should we look for more information about you? <laughs> uh, well, you certainly can find me at marketingzen.com. You can find me at shama, S-H-A-M-A dot TV. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter as well at, um, at shama, S-H-A-M-A. And then if you are really, really lost, you can just Google me and, <laughs> and lots of stuff will come up. And, you know, for coaches, we're really looking for kind of a comprehensive online marketing plan. We actually offer a free online marketing guide on our homepage at marketingzen.com, which is pretty comprehensive and thorough, um, you know, about 22 pages and really walks someone through the steps of online marketing. Yes, it's fabulous. I got it, a, a, I don't know, probably two years ago is when I first picked that up. It's excellent. Excellent, excellent. And so um, I'm just so delighted that you were able to be with us today. And I, do, if you, do you have any final thoughts? I don't want to cut you off too soon. Do you have any final thoughts you want to share with executive coaches? Uh, no, my final thought would be learn to be an editor. Really look at, you know, this, kind, this year being your year because we are, you know, it's a, it is a fairly new year still. Um, and, and make sure that with online marketing that you really have a strategy in place. Excellent. Oh, and tell us where to get your book, The Zen of Social Media Marketing. Where can people get your book? Well, it's that's <laughs> my publisher's going to kill me. I never pitched the book. Uh, <laughs> you can get it on Amazon, at, and you just type in Zen of Social Media Marketing. It's available for pre-order right now. I'm excited about this, Susie, because it's going to be a living social media book in the sense that I couldn't write anything in good faith and know that I put it out there and some stuff would not be dated. Yes. Uh, and so when people buy this book, they're going to have access to a phrase which they use to access the online version, which I'm going to keep updated for a year. So, um, you know, I, I'm really, really excited about that. Oh, what a great idea. That's fantastic. Yeah, because I did notice that about some of the books that came out around Twitter, like Joel Com's book that came out. You know, that as soon as it came out, it Twitter had already evolved to the next development. Right. I mean, to me, like, you know, I, the strategies in there are solid, but it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, excellent. And, and how will it compare to your previous book, the Zen Habits book that you had out? You know, it's, it's double that book. 
So, um, I mean, I've doubled it. I've added a lot more information. You have my editor to thank for that because, I mean, by the end of that, I was I was getting ready to kill her because it was everything she said, why and how. I mean, she just pretended like she was a total novice. Um, and so I think it made the when I read the book, it's it's a much much better book than the original ebook. I'd say three times better. Wow! And wow. Um, you know that's that's what you get when you have an editor. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I found that with my with my book as well. They definitely push you to the next level. That's I'm excellent. very excited. I've added new chapters. You know how to create a social media policy for your company. There is about twelve case studies in there. Um, just some really cool stuff that I'm excited about. Oh my goodness. I'm excited too. I can't wait to get it now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been, I, mean, I am really excited. Oh, Shama, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm really excited about all that you're up to and I look forward to um, learning more as you continue to grow and develop your business. And, um, and there are other Secrets of the Champions interviews that can be accessed at the Leading Coaches Clubhouse. And I also wanted to just highlight that um, Shama is going to be one of the faculty members in the Leading Coaches Academy. So watch for that page soon. And there will be other opportunities for us to learn with Shama. Thank you. My pleasure, Susie. Thanks so much.